0: Hey, friend, Christmas is nine weeks away. I know it can be mayhem. There's so much focus on gifts, food, and Santa laws, and you may feel, first of all, flustered, and then as if your family is missing the true meaning of Christmas. Well, never fear, my friend and author, Abby Land, is here to help us discover the biblical truth of Christmas. Enjoy this interview. All right, Abby, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Okay, friends, my friend Abby and her husband Jeff wrote a devotional book called The Way to the Manger. But before we discuss the book, Abby, would you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your family?
1: Sure. Um, I grew up in Mississippi, small town Mississippi, and I'm married to my husband Jeff, and we have four boys. And we lived in Nashville, for quite a few years, and last year we made a move to Texas. So now we are all a Texan family.
0: Nice, and we actually met when you moved to, to the Houston area, and it was, a well, it wasn't around Christmas time, it was actually the summer. But <laughs> at Christmas time, you invited me to a cookie exchange party, which, I don't know if I told you this, I had never been to one before.
1: I did not know that. No, No, I I didn't
0: know that. I was so nervous because I was just like, oh, my God, I've never been to a cookie exchange party before. My oven was like not working well. I'm not like a great baker. It was it was nerve wracking. But when I got there, it was so lovely.
1: Oh, well, it's not meant to be nerve wracking at all. That that that's not what I want it to be. So I'm glad it wasn't that way when you actually got there. No, it was that it was a very relaxed atmosphere. I mean, you come in your pajamas.
0: Yes, so. yes. And it was, it was <laughs> awesome. So what's your favorite family tradition outside of the Christmas exchange? I mean, cookie exchange. Uh, the
1: cookie, the cookie <laughs> exchange. Um, you know, I think probably my favorite one is, is going together as a family to Christmas Eve service. Um, because that's something my family has done for many years, and it's just in a crazy time where we we have lots of obligations and we have lots of things going on, and that's just a a moment in time where everything stops. We get in our car, we drive to church, and we just spend a few moments reflecting on the season and, and why we even have the season. And I think even as a young girl, my family made that service a priority, and it's just to me, it's a time. It's just special. It's special as a family, and I like that I continue that with my boys. That we go and we do that and and spend time. It's just a warm environment where we're, we sing and usually take the Lord's supper. And I, that to me is as a tradition that I'm glad I'm continuing with my boys as well.
0: That's awesome. So before we get into the book we are going to jump into a segment that I am calling According to the Internet. So it's meant to be fun, silly. It doesn't have to be serious because, I mean, the Internet's not serious. Um, It can be serious, but it's supposed to be a fun place, in my opinion. But anyway, so in this segment, I ask you to share an interesting piece of information you learned Mm -hmm. according to the Internet. Okay, so are you ready? Ready. Okay. Okay, so I'll go first. And because our topic is Christmas related, I decided to focus on the topic of top internet searches related to Christmas. But don't quote me on this, but according to the internet, the top Christmas searches are related to Christmas trees. So people look for answers to questions like, is the Christmas tree a pagan symbol? What is the meaning of the Christmas tree symbol? And they're also looking for practical information such as, will my cat hmm. die if he eats Christmas cactus? <laughs> I, I did not know there was such thing as Christmas cactus. So,
1: or oh, I have a friend who has a Christmas, ca- Christmas cactus.
0: I don't even know what like, it looks like. So I was just like, yes, why are people yeah. looking for this? Yeah. <laughs> they also look for things like, can Christmas lights catch my curtain on fire? Very relevant because... Oh Christmas lights are everything now, and people are actually using them year-round, so.
1: Yes, some of my neighbors keep them up year-round, for sure.
0: Yeah, they're kind of super jolly. But have what have you learned according to the internet?
1: Well, I have learned, um, I heard about this last year, a lot of teachers were doing the 12 Days of Christmas song, and they were doing different things and making it their own, and so I don't know why, but I, I was interested in that. So according to the internet, um, some people think that's actually related to the Bible. Really? As in, like, yes, I was fascinated by this because they say that it, um, like, the two turtle doves is represents the Old and New Testament. Oh, wow. The three French hens represent faith, hope, and love. The four calling birds represents the four Gospels. Wow. And they go through all these different things. It's very fascinating. I don't think I agree with it, but according to the (laughs) Internet, um, they say that. But what I thought was really fascinating was at the end um, of my search, I found that according to them, if you bought every single thing Mm -hmm. from the 12 Days of Christmas song, it would cost you over $170,000.
0: Oh, my God. That's like a lot.
1: So I just thought that was really interesting talking about First of all, being just the parallels that yes they claim to be with you know but I, the, the, they were saying they did that secretly so that they could um, celebrate Christmas but they said well if they couldn't celebrate Christmas they couldn't celebrate by singing the 12 days of Christmas so mm. I think someone just made it work but according to the internet that's that's true
0: yes that is so awesome wow <laughs> I learned something I didn't know today <laughs> <laughs> So even before the internet, families have been uh, interested in living out the true meaning of Christmas, but let's be honest, that can be super, super challenging. So we are so happy that you and Jeff um, wrote this wonderful devotional book, but can you tell us, like, how did this book come to be?
1: Sure. Um, I mentioned I have four boys that are now in are about... 8, 10, almost 10, 11, and 12. And so when when actually this book came about or we thought about it, I was struggling to find something that I could do with my boys um, every day to, to, to celebrate Christmas and to keep the focus not on what they wanted for Christmas but, but why we celebrated Christmas. And so I'll be honest, I'm, I I can get overwhelmed easily mm-hmm. by things and by tasks, and there are some amazing amazing resources out there to celebrate christmas and and moving up to an advent of course you know you have a little chocolate that you can eat each day or now they have cheese that you can eat each day but um yes cheese advent cheese now that you can open up and have cheese to count down to christmas that's very frank so but and then some of them um, have crafts to do and while those things work for for some families, they just, nothing was working for us. And when your husband is a, at the time, he was a publisher, worked in publishing, and I do as well. Um, when you can't find what fits, what works for your family, you just decide, I'm going to write it. Yeah. And so uh, my husband and I were just talking one day, and I and I, I shared with him that I really thought that, that there needed to be a resource out there like this that, that would appeal to families like ours that um, have a lot going on and, and just what what we could invest each day but my boys aren't big super crafting people and a lot of things have you had to make crafts and I'm a I'm a list checker I like to check things off my list so I felt like if I couldn't check it off my list each day then there was no reason to do it so anyway we we ended up coming up with well what would work for our family and so that's how the book started is we thought well how can we what can we do where we sit down each day and we spend some time reflecting and and engaging the boys in, in our conversation and talking about things. And so it really came about by that of what what can we do for our family and hopefully, you know, there's other families like ours out there who need a resource as well.
0: I know ours did. And it is amazing mm-hmm. how no matter where your family's from, I think they'll be able to relate to this book because it is about the biblical meaning of Christmas. Yes. And it is Mm -hmm. fair to say different families have different traditions. For example, um, my family, I'm from Brazil. I'm Brazilian, and Mm -hmm. Zeke is African-American. So we both come from, you know, I, myself, from a different country, different Mm -hmm. traditions, as well as Zeke and his family. But what unites us is Jesus and his story. So I appreciate how the book just really focuses on the biblical truth, but it also um, speaks a lot about... Um, what it means to be a family you know I appreciated Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all the questions that we had and if people and I'm hoping they'll buy the book and there's room (laughs) to write answers there's room like there's a lot of room for conversation and to me that was um, that was pretty priceless so was there like some inspiration behind it or how has your own family like uh, responded to to that
1: well our our We um, obviously tried things out on the family. Like We would sit down and we would read a devotion to them that we wrote and get their feedback. That can be very honest. Kids are very honest. and say, well, I don't know what that means, or what are you talking about, or I'm really bored, Mom. What are you, you know, just things like that. But we found that our kids love to know that we value what they think. And so that was a big thing for us is where, how can we do this? You know, the kids can read the devotions. They're not long. They're a page each and they can read them, but how can we engage them in this and say that it really matters to us what you think. And so that was a big motivator. And there's a couple of different sections and ways we approach engaging um, kids. But one of them that's my favorite is where the kids ask parents questions. Yes. And then the parents turn around and ask kids questions. And, you know, we have, a great supportive family and friends and I cannot tell you how many different people sent us messages and said we had the best conversations with our kids because of the questions that they asked us and we asked them so I think for us that it was it was a motivator that we wanted to hear what our children had to say and they they wanted to ask us questions so that was a big deal to us to incorporate that and like you said it um my boys are from Taiwan and so they, obviously, there's different traditions and such there as well. So I think, like you said, these things don't, they're not specifically for a certain race or certain um, country, but just, like you said, going back to the Bible, what does the Scripture say and what do we think about that?
0: It's amazing how even my kids, they wanted to know what I thought about the Bible. There was a question mm-hmm. that um, I think it was, we were discussing the names of Jesus, you know, it was, he shall be called Emmanuel. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the questions they asked us was which ones of the names means like, is your favorite? And you, I could, and I could hear like one of my kids, like under their breath, they're like, please say Emmanuel, please say Emmanuel. And that's what I was going to say anyway. Yeah. So it's just like, man, out of the whole season, like I never forgot that, you know, And Emmanuel is actually one that we sing a lot about. Like, we kind of get out of our way to teach him the hymns. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's some Mm -hmm. more modern songs about it. So, apparently, made an impact. So, I just thought that was the sweetest Mm -hmm. memory that couldn't happen if we were not like reading the book. And we try to also explain what it means. So, like, whatever help I can get with the kids, Mm -hmm. you know, just knowing who God is and, you know, what the. Season is all about is welcome so i appreciate you and jeff for kind of making that possible
1: oh thank you and i think too you know as the book can grow with them because Mm -hmm. as you said there's some there's a, a section called memory makers and it's different questions that you ask and there's room to write answers so for each year you know you write the year and then put some of the answers and so um hopefully the book is something that you use year after year and so when you go back to it next year you'll be able to see growth from that Hopefully that, that they read it and and they're like, I said that last year, really? And then this year, you know, they'll have a different answer. And so it can it can go along with that as well so that you can see that. And it'll be interesting to see next year if that if that's their favorite name again. You know, is it a manual or have they learned a different one? And that's that means true. something different to them. Because, you know, the Bible speaks to us in different ways.
0: Yes. All the time. That's true. um I know mine are going to get a kick of... Um what do you want for Christmas? You know, cause one of the kids yeah. said I want long hair. So I'm sure that in seven. No. Yes. And we wrote it down. So in seven or 10 years, I, I just can't wait to see what her reaction is going to uh, be to that.
1: Absolutely. That's great. Isn't that great.
0: And then I want, I have one that said I want Christmas tree lights seven days a week. Oh, so that's good. yes.
1: Well, there you go. So, I mean, it, again, it, it helps you know what's important to them right now. Like, I love to hear my kids give me those answers because it helps you understand where they are in their minds at this moment.
0: That's true. And so. that's pretty priceless. Christmas can also be um, it's a joyous, joyous season. But I know for a lot of people, mm-hmm. too, is a pretty sad season. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, people are dealing with all kinds of uh, heavy stuff, you know. Uh, within themselves, whether it's grief, whether it's just being nervous because you're getting, you know, um, together with family members. And, I mean, just the stuff that you deal with year-round, but somehow, like, it starts to boil up during Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I feel like mm-hmm. focusing on what the season is all about, which is Jesus, the Prince of Peace, it has to be positive, you know? And I know... Right. Um, and also, like, focusing on family and kind of passing down those traditions and passing down the biblical truth, like, that's got to do, um, you know, the heart some good. So have you ever thought about, like, how different families going through different spots? And I, I don't think we've ever talked about that. But I don't even know, like, if you've had, like, a season, a Christmas season, where you're dealing, like, with some heavy stuff and how did this biblical truth help you out, you know? Right. I
1: don't know that I've had... um a crisis or, or a time like that that I've gone through, I have walked and watched some of my dear friends walk through some of those times and, and some of those valleys, and I um, I think I think it, you're exactly right. I think that the focus of Advent is on, you know, it's on hope and love, joy, and peace.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: think that that if you look at it from that point of view, that this is what we're to focus on and not on us and um how things relate to us but about what what Jesus brought us and so and think about what the world was like before Jesus came and then why, why are we why are we in the season of advent where we, they were expected they were waiting on him and so i think if we can look at it from that point of view that will help um in, in dealing with that, but you're right, it, it's a very, it could be a very, I don't know, it brings up all these different emotions, and, and let's be honest, even even to the point of having to visit family, that, that it may be a painful experience, yep. based on some of, you know, family dynamics, can be really interesting, especially at Christmas time, and that that seems to be a time when families do get together, even if they do have problems or issues, and so I think you're right that it can be a, a, a stressful time as well.
0: That's true, and I... With that. Yeah, I've written about it, like on family Mm. conflict during Mm -hmm. Christmas and just some practical ways for people to manage that. And I can leave a link on the show notes. But I agree with you, like focusing on Jesus, like why did he come? Like what what does God Mm -hmm. think about all of this, you know? And I mean, there is hope, you know, even in the midst of grief. I know um, many years ago. I lost both of my grandmothers in October, Mm -hmm. and I think they died, I think it was like a three-week difference, like in Mm -hmm. the death of both of them, Mm -hmm. and both of them Mm -hmm. were like we were really close, like our whole family is is really close, and they were just really uh, fundamental parts of my life, of my upbringing, Mm -hmm. my faith and everything, so it was devastating, So, you know, you feel those losses during Christmas when my father-in-law passed nine years ago, like every holiday. It's just like you can't escape it. Mm -hmm. And while I feel like it is healthy to feel those feelings, because I feel like uh, grief, um, you know, after you were past that first shock and just that feeling of sadness, it is because somebody made a difference in your life. You, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, why would right. I not miss this person? Like, I, right. it's almost like you right. have the right to miss it. But at the same time, mm-hmm. uh, the farther away that I am from that loss, and I mean, I still miss him. But I, like, mm-hmm. somehow, for me, it has turned into Thanksgiving. It's just like, thank God this person was in my life. Mm-hmm. And then, like, some of those memories become right. a little bit sweeter as in, like, oh, for for example, my paternal grandmother, her birthday was december 24th so we Mm -hmm. always had a thanksgiving service to god for her birthday that morning and then after in the church came over you know just to thank god for her birthday Mm -hmm. and then after that the tradition was you know we start getting ready for christmas so it's just like every christmas like my memories are basically the same i think about what i used to do but it turned into like i'm so sad she's not here to well Mm -hmm. thank god for a life well lived and for all the beautiful things you know that that were taught so yeah, our heart definitely goes out to people that struggle, you know, during those right. seasons, and you're trying to do the, well, the mummy and the family yeah. thing, you know.
1: Right. Well, and that's what um uh, my husband did lose his older brother um several years ago, and I, I saying that reminded me that 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 Christmas after we lost uh, Trey, his dad brought out toolboxes, and he had collected tools from Trey and put and given him and gave them to Jeff and his brother Bobby for that year as, as just a reminder to keep um to keep his memory alive and you oh, know wow. when you use those tools you could think about them. So I think, you know, that's a way to, to honor him and his memory. So I think, you know, those things can happen at Christmas too. And and like you said, trigger and remember the people but hopefully remember those those reasons the, the memories that you had together that were good. But but like you said, recognize as well that, that those are experiences that that can be painful, but not to hopefully not to dwell on that, but continue to focus on making new memories with your family as well. And experiences. Cause I've seen people as well that, that do, um, can't seem to get past grief. Mm. Like you said, it doesn't ever go away, but we still have people in front of us
0: that, that need
1: us and that we need to experience life with that still have memories left to make.
0: That's so. true. A very good word. So, um, it seems like the internet, going back to according to the internet, but not really, mm-hmm. has yes. made our Christmas <laughs> season crazy. I think the catalogs, the Sears catalog, used to do that back in the day, and some people still get it. I somehow never get it, maybe because I'm an underbuyer. <laughs> but Zeke <laughs> tells me about the catalog, and I don't know if our, yes. like, our moms uh, kind of felt that pressure. But now our pressure comes yes. in the form of uh, Pinterest and Instagram and all the beautiful... Yes. Stuff that's already out. Like, I went to Pier 1 the other day, and, I mean, it is decked out for Christmas. And, of course, I wanted all the things, but Mm -hmm. um, that can be kind of make things a little bit more tense. But I'm saying that to say, like, if you have all of that, everywhere you go, you see all the beautiful things that you're supposed to have, and you look at all the Mm -hmm. stuff that people are trying to uh, sell you, and then you have your own, Mm -hmm. you know, responsibilities at home. So how in the world do you think that a Christian woman can enjoy the true meaning of Christmas during this craziness of the holidays?
1: You know, I have, I have had to really pray about that and think about that because I love to have lots of things to do. But what I have found that when I commit to too many things, then I don't find myself enjoying any of them Mm. because I've, signed up for too much. And so what I have learned to do or what I've had to do is, is start to prioritize and to pray about it mm. and um, figure out what, what is this, what am I doing because I feel like I have to do, which goes back to one reason, you know, we wrote the book with you don't have to check off each day. You don't have to do every single day before you can move to the next,
0: oh, you wow. know, the next
1: week of Advent. Advent happens, you know, it, each it, it, this year it's December 1st. And so it continues on whether you read all the pages in the book or not. You can oh, wow. keep moving to the next next section of the next section, so you're not having to say, "Oh, I missed this; I can't move on." Anyway, um, I think that I had to figure out what what am I doing because I have to do it, or is there are there traditions that I'm continuing that really have no value at this point? I think sometimes we well we have to do this because we've always done this, mm-hmm. We we be evaluating everything to see is this really of importance that you know we. Our time is so valuable. I think that's something else that as I get older I'm learning is that time has value. It may not have a monetary value that you can place on it, but I think that makes it even more important and priceless is because that time that you have. So I look at my time with my family in the Christmas season is it, it's limited, and so I want to yeah. make the most of that in prioritizing what, what what's really important, what do I think matters the most and let's start with that and what's best for my family. And wow, this is a big one for me is re- is understanding that what is best for my family may not be what's best for your family. Wow. And so just because I see you out there Christmas caroling doesn't mean my family has to go out Christmas caroling. Too.
0: Okay, so you know yeah. we're you know we're going to do that, right? <laughs> no, I didn't know. <laughs> I already found some neighbors. I already found some neighbors. I was like, girl, we're going to go Christmas caroling over here. You
1: know what? You can come sing to me. I will listen to you sing. How about that? That's my point. I mean, but you, so that, that's my point is that, that that's what works for your family. But I feel like in today in our social media age, like you said, Instagram and that, we see that on Instagram. And I'll say, oh, well, I got to get out there and do that. If she did that, then it must be important <laughs> I have to do that. But that's, not, you know, my family is not as musical as your family. So asking them to the Christmas carol would not be an enjoyable experience for everyone. Oh, and my so goodness. And I think taking the pressure off that, you know, my family and what we do is going to be different than your family and valuing that and protecting that, right? Because I we do, every year we do something called Jamie Coco Christmas, which was something another I read about on a blog and thought, that's a great idea, Um And so we put our pajamas on and we go to a coffee shop or place nearby and get drinks. Everybody gets to pick out hot chocolate or whatever they want or treat. And then we get in our car and we ride around and we look at Christmas lights.
0: Oh, fun. We do that too.
1: And that's something that that I love to do that's a priority to me. So we do that. And it's, you know, the boys know that. And every year they look forward to that. And we talk about what we saw the year before. Um, And so that's important. So I know I'm going to make that happen. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's just, it's taken, first of all, for me, it's taking the pressure off that I can't do everything, picking what is important to me and making that a priority and not um, overfilling my calendar so that I cannot enjoy the things that that are important
0: to my family that's good you know i think we also need to celebrate each other for you know praying and prioritizing i don't think we do that enough yes i think no i don't yeah yeah and i think and and it takes some humbleness it takes some understanding Mm -hmm. that we're all individuals Mm -hmm. it takes uh wanting the best for your sister in christ you know And just to say, you know, you and Jeff are going around, you know, looking at the lights with your PJs, Mm -hmm. go land family, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So (laughs) it's, um, I think we need to celebrate each other more.
1: Absolutely. I I think, you know, I think our friends need to be our biggest cheerleaders. I agree. Yeah. You know, I'm on on your team. I'm here to support you. I'm here to pray for you. And what you find is what's best, what God has called you and your family to do and how he's called you to minister to others as well and and celebrate that and celebrate your successes and and you likewise and not it's not a a a jealousy game or a comparison game it's just a we're all in this to glorify god and in whatever manner god has called us to do that in and we're okay that your way is different than my way
0: that's true so a lot of the holiday memories that we have include our fi- include our five senses. Would you share with us a favorite recipe that you enjoy making yes. during the holiday season?
1: So yes, I I think that um, there's this recipe that my mom always makes every year, and different people have a different names I think for what what they call it. But for my family, it's called hot fruit. Okay. It 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 is um truly. When I smell it, that tells me it's Christmas Oh wow. because my mom would make it every Christmas. And so um, what's funny is she would make it every Christmas. We put it in our car. We drive to my grandparents' house, and every Christmas it would spill out on the floor. What? And so you could, <laughs> could smell it in the car. It, it, never, it, it just always happened. Like you knew it was going to happen. Um, it, even after they invented those things where, you know, the casserole carriers, it still yeah. would spill. I don't know how that's possible. But anyway, it's – um. It's like canned fruit, like pears and peaches and apricots, and you can put cherries and any kind of canned fruit, plums, things like that. You can also do bananas if you want to, cut up some bananas and put it, and then you sprinkle over it brown sugar, cloves, and cinnamon. Oh, yeah! So, like, you mix up a mixture of that, yeah, and and sprinkle it over, and then you put little dots of butter on it. Oh, wow totally customizable because you can put as much like some people like nutmeg so they would put it in there but I'm brown sugar clove and cinnamon and sprinkle and then sprinkle the butter I mean little dots of butter and cook it in the oven until you know it's melted and so to me that smells like Christmas and um that's always a part of part of our Christmas and so it's one of my favorite recipes I can smell it right now because it's just in my mind between that and it you know made our car
0: smell like hot fruit for a couple of weeks, too. That is so cool. <laughs> so, and, then, and
1: my mom, people always knew that when we go to my, that that was what she was going to bring.
0: Oh, so. that is awesome. And I'll make sure that we include this uh, recipe on the show notes, <laughs> as well as a link to your book, The Way to the Manger. Abby, thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Sure, I've loved it.
0: Hey, friend, I hope you enjoyed my interview with my friend and author, Abby Lent. Isn't she the best? And don't forget to buy her book. It is available everywhere books are sold. It is called The Way to the Manger, a family advent devotional. I have a copy and I hope you get one as well. For everything that we talked about during this episode, go to www.simplacinture.com and click on podcast. I also have a newsletter there with exclusive content that goes out every Saturday morning. It is short. It is sweet. It is a happy note. So go to www.simplesincha.com and look in the right column and you can sign up for my free newsletter. the next week, stay inspired.